I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Time to come together and set the energy of this episode. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating some kind of heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. And let. Your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest. And I'm happy that you are here with us today. And a very warm welcome to our first-time listeners. In my previous episodes on maladaptive manipulation, part one, I believe I mentioned the psychological concept of locus of control, and I also received a few emails asking me to clarify for them what locus of control is. So, as usual, your wish is my command, and today's topic is locus of control. So, what is it? Well, in our daily life, sometimes things can go wrong, right? And when it does, it's only natural to cast blame on the perceived cause of the misfortune. 
and where an individual casts that blame can be related in many cases to a psychological concept known as locus of control. Locus of control refers to how much control a person feels they have in their own behavior. It is the degree to which an individual feels a sense of agency in regard to their life. In other words, locus of control refers to an individual's belief about the underlying causes of events in their lives. It relates to the extent to which people attribute outcomes to internal or external factors. And the concept of locus of control was developed by Julian Rotter, an American psychologist, back in the 1950s. And there are two main types of locus of control: internal or external locus of control. Now, individuals with an internal locus of control believe that they have control over their own lives, and that their actions and decisions can significantly influence outcomes. They tend to attribute success or failure to their own abilities, efforts, or choices. So, people with an internal locus of control are more likely to take responsibility for their actions, exhibit higher levels of self-motivation, and feel a sense of empowerment and control over their lives. So, obviously, on the other hand. For individuals with an external locus of control, belief that external forces, luck, fate, or powerful others control their lives and outcomes, they also perceive events as being determined by chance, luck, or the actions of others rather than their own efforts or abilities. So, people with an external locus of control may feel helpless. Dependent on others, or at the mercy of circumstances beyond their control. Now, my audience, before you start to judge one over the other, let me share with you some pros and cons associated with each type of locus of control. Let's first examine the pros of internal locus of control. The first benefit of internal locus of control is increased sense of personal control. Why? Because people with an internal locus of control believe that they can shape their own destinies and are more likely to take proactive steps to achieve their goals. The second benefit is greater motivation. So individuals with an internal locus of control tend to be more self-motivated and persistent in pursuing their objectives. The third benefit is improved well-being. Why? Because taking responsibility for one's actions and outcomes can lead to greater satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment. Okay, so what about the cons of internal locus of control? First is overwhelming pressure. A strong internal locus of control can lead to excessive self-blame or guilt when things go wrong, because more likely than not, individuals may attribute failure solely to their own shortcomings. 
That's why people with an internal locus of control may overlook the influence of external circumstances and factors beyond their control, which can lead to unrealistic expectations or unfair self-judgment. All right. What about the pros of external locus of control? The first benefit is reduced stress. Individuals with an external locus of control may experience less stress and anxiety, as they believe that events are primarily determined by external factors beyond their control. The second benefit is the ability to seek support. External locus of control can lead to a tendency to seek help and support from others. Well, let's be realistic. It is only healthy to seek support when it's appropriate. Recognizing the impact of external resources and assistance. So, what about the cons of external locus of control? First is lack of personal agency. So relying excessively, and the key word here is excessively, on external factors can result in a sense of helplessness or passivity, where individuals feel powerless to change their circumstances. Second is reduced motivation. So people with an external locus of control may have less drive to take initiative or make efforts to improve their situations, as they believe outcomes are largely determined by external forces. Let us now examine a couple of practical examples of locus of control that can be observed in various situations. First, let's use academic performance. Let's say a student with an internal locus of control will attribute their grades to their own efforts. Study habits and preparation. They may believe that by studying diligently, they can achieve better results. In contrast, a student with an external locus of control might attribute their grades to factors like the difficulty of the test, the teacher's unfairness, or luck. Now let's take a look at health and fitness. So, someone with an internal locus of control regarding their health and fitness may believe that their choices in diet and exercise directly impact their well-being. They may take responsibility for their lifestyle choices and work actively to maintain good health. Conversely, an individual with an external locus of control may attribute their health outcomes to genetics, luck, or fate, leading to a lack of personal ownership and responsibility. Now, my audience, please take note. Locus of control is believed to be influenced by a combination of genetic and environmental factors, meaning it is not solely determined by either being born with it or learned entirely through experience. 
Research suggests that individuals may have a predisposition towards either an internal or external locus of control, but environmental factors play a significant role in shaping and reinforcing these beliefs. Well, we could take that as good news because it means we can always learn new knowledge and improve. So now let me share three practical examples highlighting the interplay between nature and nurture in the development of locus of control. Number one is parental influence. Needless to say, parents play a crucial role in shaping their children's locus of control. For instance, if parents consistently encourage their children to take responsibility for their actions and emphasize the importance of effort and personal control, it can foster an internal locus of control. On the other hand, if parents frequently attribute success or failure to external factors like luck or powerful others, it can contribute to an external locus of control in their children. Another example is educational environment. Let's face it. Educational setting can definitely influence an individual's locus of control. Why? Because teachers who promote a growth mindset and encourage students to believe in their ability to improve through effort and perseverance can foster an internal locus of control. Conversely, an environment that focuses heavily on external rewards or places excessive emphasis on external factors like standardized test scores may contribute to an external locus of control. What about our life experiences? Now, significant life events or experiences can shape an individual's locus of control for sure. For example, if someone repeatedly encounters situations where their efforts lead to positive outcomes, they may develop a stronger internal locus of control. That makes a lot of sense. Conversely, repeated experiences of feeling helpless or being subjected to external circumstances beyond their control may contribute to an external locus of control. Well, there you have it, my audience. Now that you know the pros and cons of each type of locus of control, it will benefit you further to do a self-assessment. Are you more of an internal locus of control or external locus of control person? It is important not to judge yourself either way. Please, please remember: while genetics and early experiences may create a predisposition towards a particular locus of control. You can still develop awareness and discernment skills to continuously work to modify your beliefs and attitudes. Know that the environment and ongoing experiences continue to shape our locus of control throughout life, offering opportunities for growth and positive change. So, my dear audience. 
Thank you for listening, and I appreciate you. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O. dot com. <laughs>